What's up, guys? Today is Wednesday, April 20th. 420 blaze up, dude. <laughs> oh, um, my God. <laughs> we're, we're back in the studio. We got everyone besides Nikki Q. So we got producer Ralph sitting in. He's What's in a better on? place. Yeah. We he's got, alive. But he's in a better place. <laughs> yeah. So we got him here. And uh, we have a bunch of stuff, as always, office talk, beer of the week, special 420 edition, and some sports. So we're going to start with office talk. And I know Jared had a very awkward phone interview uh, today, right? Or yesterday, something like that. So why don't you elaborate? More, more or less not awkward. Um, it's just phone interviews in question, like in general. Have you guys ever had a phone interview? Where he's just specifically speaking to someone on yeah, the phone. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> I hate it. Just random conversation, no value. Just like, hey, let's just get to know each other type of conversations. Either or, like both. Like, like will you extend your warranty or? No, not fraud. <laughs> We're not talking about fraud here. Just talk like, like the where, first phase of a yeah, phone interview. or or maybe it's like the final stages where like you've already talked to like seven different people and you've ran out of things to say. I just feel like any interview conducted over the phone just sucks for me personally because I'm sure a lot of other people are like that out there. They're just it's just so different. You can't read the other people. You can't see how they're reacting to your answers. I don't know. I feel like I'm hated the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Or like the other so person is too busy, and then I'm like, I want to be like competent and and be able to speak on a certain amount of subjects ask a lot of good questions be like oh, this guy knows what he's doing but at the same time like when i get that type of like non-verbal feedback in the tone of somebody's voice that sounds like they're really busy i'm like all right maybe we should try to keep this 20 minutes be respectful of their time and then you're like what the hell is going on i also feel like not just interviews but just anything over the phone or zoom in general now in this new business world especially in sales i'm not in sales anymore but i was and I just feel like anything, whether you're trying to sell someone something or, I mean, just anything over the phone or over Zoom, even though you can see them, it's just weird. I don't know. I don't like it. See, I'll I say this. I sell, I sell in person now, and I like selling on the phone better. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, I, just I, feel like, I feel like I can do whatever I want. I'm one of those millennials, I'm like, I'm online. I'm on the computer. I can say things. I'm everywhere. I'm in the metaverse. I'm buying NFTs. I agree with you though, Jared. It's like a 50 50. Like, I, I like phone sales a majority of the time, but I, for some businesses, I enjoy being a person because, like, there are some fun people that, like, are just like, let's just do business together because we're excited. That energy is fun to feed off. Yes. Of. No yes. doubt. Like, when, you're, when you're in front of someone and they're vibing with you <laughs> exactly. and they just want to be your friend and you sell them something, it's it's awesome. And yeah. they're like ready to go. And yeah. it's like, I'm selling them on something that works and we're both on the same page. It's just, it's an electric. And you drink out. It's just, a, yeah, it's a fun drink. Drinks. You go to the titty bar, maybe play some golf. I mean, <laughs> Diana, if you're listening, that doesn't happen. <laughs> wink, wink. He's winking at me. He's Diana. a guest. Ralph's He's a guest. At me. Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't hold the accountability. Accountability buddies. Especially the one in Canada. Oh, those titty bars oh, are God. different. Very I mean, different. very, very different. Uh, moving noodles on, and though, because we could go for hours on that. Moving on, I have a big question. Um, I feel like when I'm not drinking beer, it's either a martini or an old fashioned. And I just have to know. Uh, I was drinking a martini today. And do you guys eat your olives before the martini is done? Or do you wait? Or, no, sorry. Yeah, or do you wait till you finish everything and then eat all the olives after? You gotta wait. I do it in, in thirds. I just switch it up, dude. It's the vibe. 
whatever I'm feeling. I might pull up hungry. I don't know. I might yeet yeah. those olives right out of that juice and be like, I haven't eaten since like 11 in the morning. I got to pop some. I think I agree with Ralph. I kind of just drink a third of it, eat one, mm-hmm. drink another third, eat one, and then that last final sip, eat the last one. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like how an accountant would do something. Yeah, it's structured. <laughs> very yeah. structured. It is very structured. But yeah, no, that's I, I like doing like the rule of thirds because it paces myself. And then I go, okay, I know I'm a yeah. third of the way, two thirds of the way. So hear it's me been out. 33 seconds. I can get another one now. Things hear, like that. Hear me out, right? How loud are my demons? So there might be times where I got to slurp that down like a water, like after a run. But then, and I might even be looking for some extra juice out of those olives at the end of the martini. But then there's other times where it's more casual. We're talking, I might, I might pop some, might pull, pull a little olive out of the juice, the holy water, if you will. You, you got to switch. I can't, I can't have like a one size fits all. I don't approach every martini the same. I don't know. When you step into manhood. <laughs> Hold on, you let me go think. hit my rite of passage real quick. I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> you know, a, right, everybody has their teen, everybody has their drinks their own way, right? Like sometimes I just want like a martini with stray vodka, and then a lot of times I want sorority basement dirty. So it's mm. like it, ring the mop it, it out is. in my glass. I'm always dirty. Yeah, yeah, you are a dirty man. Yeah. The dirtiest host that's He's ever hosted. <laughs> Tim Donahue officiating record dirty. <laughs> You've been waiting to bring that up, huh? <laughs> I got all types of dirties, dude. Jeffrey Epstein Island dirty. Oh, God. That's a, we're going to do that one day. Listen, when lunch beers gets to the point where we have a bar, it's going to be beer and teenies, and the teenies, the dirtiness factor is going to be based on those, Ooh, like, those what? odds. Oh, someone that takes their shoes and socks off on an airplane dirty. Oh, oh wow. Oh, no, yeah. that, no, no, that's like loss of dignity dirty. That's like straight <laughs> olive juice. Yeah, like, those, people dude, are, like, those people are going to the deepest level of Dante's Inferno, dude. Like, Ew. fuck them. Dude, I'm talking Ew. local local mall handrail dirty. Oh. <laughs> it, like, there's no other businesses in the area. You know what I'm saying? I think Anna said it best oh when we were downstairs God. doing it. What'd you say? A stripper with daddy issues dirty? And I was like, there you go. That'll do it. Yeah. That, that yeah. describes yeah. One, my one mood too today. too many C-sections. Amen. Oh, Go to Lunch Beers, check out the list of names. If you have anything <laughs> funny, send it to lunchbeerspot at gmail.com. Yeah. I gas promise you we will use it. On Route 95 South in Virginia, dirty. Oh, uh, I like that one. Any sort of gas station dirty. Though. Yeah, 95 so, is rough. I use it for Wawa work. gas stations because we love yeah. Wawa. Yeah, that's true. I'm talking about like just a pure truck stop. Like these truckers are showering in this bathroom kind of. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, this, it's wa- dirty. this podcast is not. Sponsored by Wawa, but Wawa is my gasoline as a human being at this point. Oh, so yeah. I only fill up at Wawa. Yeah. Amen. So if you do have something uh, as dirty as one of those things for a martini, like Ralph said, please tweet us, send us it, whatever you want to do, because um, we love our dirty martinis. So I was at Penn State uh, this past weekend for my sister's twenty first. Are you animal? So how, how yeah, old did you feel? Are. You know, I uh, I felt the age difference there. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Wait, it was her twenty first. It was my yeah my twin sister's twenty first. So both of them, um, and I really felt the age difference. Uh, but you know, I had to show these young bucks that I still got it right, even though it didn't really matter that you know I was out there dominating. Uh, I kind of likened it to <laughs> LeBron dropping 30 a night. What's up? <laughs> so he was showing these young guys, you know, he still got it, <laughs> even though in the long run, it didn't really matter. So that's how I kind of likened me going out to Penn State and just dominating this weekend. But I was very drunk. And while I was drunk, I ate a lot of different kinds of foods. And I was just wondering, 
What are your guys' favorite drunk food? So, so I'll let's start. Go around, around, start. Say, start around. Go around. Yeah, go okay, around I'll start. Take like a minute because I have to like really no. think. Well, I'll yep. start. Ross got to think of the last I time like he was I drunk. I don't have to think that much because I've had like every single type this weekend. Um, but if I did had a pick, it's just any sort of, uh, I guess you can call it a sandwich. So it's like any sort of Philly cheesesteak or anything in, in with bread and anything in a sandwich receptacle with meat and some sort of cheese and something like that on it. I feel like you can't go wrong. So at Penn State, there's a place called Are You Hungry? And they make something known as a fat bitch. Oh, oh my God. So this fat bitch is a sandwich, you know, on just a regular sandwich roll. But on this roll, it's uh, Philly cheesesteak. It's chicken tenders. It's mozzarella sticks. And it's topped with French fries. (laughs) So anything... You know, obviously not necessarily that every time, but anything that's in sort of a sandwich form like that, I mean, that's just, it's killer. It's my go-to. I could eat anything like that when I'm drunk. I swear we're brothers in another dimension. So nothing, there was no better feeling than leaving like a Marita's Jock and Jill's jumping over to Philly Pub at like two in the morning and getting a cheesesteak. Yeah, anything like that. that. When I moved to L.A., it's funny that you said fat sandwiches. There was a place out there called Fat Sal's, and it was that same concept. Yours was the fat bitch. Ours was the fat buffalo. There was it for the oh, fat godfather. Go. And it was the idea of these massive fat sandwiches <laughs> that were, I mean, I mean 4,000 calories. Like, they were oh, not yeah. good for you. <laughs> in the Michael Phelps. You can't really eat them sober. <laughs> oh, no. You, there's no way. But, like, eating a fat sandwich that's just jam-packed with mott sticks and French fries and buffalo chips. That's it. like fat sows, any one of those fat sandwiches. I think they have one in Rutgers, or there's another fat they sandwich place have, up in Rutgers. Yeah, that's the original spot. Is that what it is? Are you Rutgers Are University you, yeah, yeah. hungry? Yeah, yeah. That, like that idea. Yeah. Those fat so that's sandwiches. the original spot. Yo, Frank, mm. how you know about that spot, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Many nights up at Rutgers. But yeah, Can't fat sandwiches or Philly steaks, that's definitely the go to. It's got to be. So I don't, I'm a little different from you guys. I get it 100%. I feel like I normally end up there, but I need three flavors. So I go by flavor list when I'm drunk. I got to hit three points. I need saucy, salty, and sweet. So give me something saucy, like a sandwich, like some sauce. Give me something salty, like some fries, some chips. And give me candy at the end. Like give me something sweet afterwards. Oh, you're a full uh, meal kind of guy. It's a three, whole three, quarters, uh, three quarters. He wants three quarters. Yeah, bro. And bro, if you got some mott sticks, throw them in. Like ultimately. Classic. Jared, what, I know you're, you're from the Philly area, right? So are you just auto cheesesteak down the orifice? Or like no. what's the deal? He likes domestic violence no. at two in the morning. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do not like that stuff. <laughs> you sure about that? Way to get out of that charge, bud. Listen, no, you hesitated. I might be a Ravens fan, but we don't <laughs> like Ray Rice, all right? <laughs> Wawa, hoagie, chicken tenders, buffalo sauce with the veggies and bacon. Gas. Got to be on the list. Like Frank said, big thick sandwich. You know, you guys are all over it there. Also, but a good piece of pizza has to be on the list, no doubt. Like when I'm when I'm wasted... There used to I uh, used to go to this place called Mad River in Maniunk, which is like 20 minutes outside of Philly. I don't remember the name of the pizza place, but it was across the street from Mad River. Just would walk over there all fucking zombified, drunk as shit, and then boom, slice of pizza. They had the best slice. It was great. It would like bring you back to life just so you wouldn't fall asleep in the Uber and you can make it home <laughs> and then go to sleep. And then number three has to be Taco Bell. I mean, come on. 
that you can't go to Taco Bell and spend less than twenty dollars, and it's easier when you're drunk to just give them all your money. So like, give me like four chalupas, Crunchwrap Supreme, like five Doritos Locos tacos. Send it full send. I love that, bro. You're just living moss. Living moss. More. Yeah, I'm all about that. Uh, to go with the perfect drunk food is the perfect beer, essentially. Oh. Uh, I hope and, so. Yo, what? I don't. I ugh, my, my calendar app is down. What day is it? What is the month? If it's a number, what is it? Five five thirty? Is that'd it three ten? No, that'd be March. We no, it's did four, that. no, it's four twenty. Four twenty. Oh, drug guy April twentieth. No, no, I was Big just looking at the drug guy. He says. <laughs> I was just looking at the beer. It's legalized wheat. Yeah, so we got blue. Johnny we got Blue Point Brewing Company legalized wheat. Just a sick can, really cool can. Um, and obviously for four twenty, I feel like we had to do something, you know, in that realm. Uh, so it's a hoppy American wheat ale with natural flavor. Seven percent, dank, sticky four twenty. That's what it just says on the can. So that's where we're at. And I mean, I took one sip already, and this is a very good. Oh, beer. this is Blue Point Brewing. This is up by Tom's house in uh, Long Island. They have oh, a lot really? of good beers, yeah. A lot of good beers up there. You got to check it out. If, you, if you're ever in, like... Um, We're not there. Wow, I mean, a hoppy American wheat ale. Wow. I feel like that's different. I feel like we haven't done anything like that before. <laughs> I was going to give the area, but you know, now I'm not, because we're not there, so... Definitely hoppy. I took a swig. Might have to run out to the car for I mean, the epi. that's a really good beer. I can take over editing if you have to go to... Uh, it was pretty smooth sure. for a hoppy beer. I'll give it wow. that. Wow. It was Okay, I'm going to go right now. Uh, it's a 7.5 for me. 7.5. It's super drinkable, too, I feel like. It's nice. For a hoppy American wheat ale, I mean. Yeah, my demons have gotten real quiet in the last couple yeah, of days. Yeah, really good. It's super refreshing, sweet. too, right? Yeah, I mean, it has that, like, kind of, not sort of a, a, I guess you can't call it, like, a, a citrusy kind of tropical vibe, but it's not, like, harsh. Like, you, you get no harsh taste from any hops in this beer. Very good. Yeah, I, pretty good. I, hopefully, I don't have any sort of reaction. And for those of you, this is your first episode tuning in. Yes, I uh, I have a new uh, allergic reaction to beer that's heavy in hops. and On lunch beers. On lunch beers, right? A podcast about beer and the producer of it's pretty much so allergic to it. So contrarian. He's Brian from Family um, Guy. But I do commit. I do commit, and I do have the epi car, uh, EpiPen in the car if I have to run out. Um, it was actually pretty smooth for a hoppy beer. I've never been a hoppy beer fan, nor have I ever even been like an IPA fan. Like I shy away from them whenever I go out. Um, very smooth for what it is. What is it? Seven percent? Yes, seven percent. That's pretty tight. Very American wheat. That's pretty tight. Um, if I had to give it a rating with everything that's there. I'll give it a solid 4.20, strictly because uh-huh. <laughs> you see what I did. Um, no, I'm just not a hoppy guy, right? Like, if I was going to risk my life for it, I don't think it would have been for this one. It definitely would have been for the Tasty Cake one I had last week, so I definitely should have pounded that. Yeah, that's a good week. one. I So, a couple things here. The can is dope. The can reminds me of some John Mayer stuff and Dead & Co. and and some other tracks, so I like that. I got a little bit of a bias here. The 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 words on the back of the can are, like, embroidered. Like, you feel that? Yeah. It's like blind they're nice, people. dude. Touch it and read. Legalize wheat, it says. Um, yeah, no, I like, I like this beer a lot, dude. I'm going to go with, like, an 8.5. It's one of my higher ratings, and it's just every... Dude, from when you're looking at it to when you're reading it to when you're drinking it, it's just, it really, it hits. It's great. I like it. 
Jared, what do you think? All right. So before I was uh, interrupted, this beer is from Patchog. <laughs> Done many great nights drinking in Patchog in Long Island, New York. So if you're up in Strong Island, um, there's literally a main street where they have all the bars and stuff. And Blue Point Breweries right there. They have awesome stuff. Great beers. This one has got to be one of my favorites on there. Um, I'm really not a huge wheat ale guy either. I feel like for a wheat ale, like this is really refreshing. Like I usually drink a wheat ale and it like is like kind of a drier beer. I might need like a throw an orange in there or something to give it a little juicier flavor, but this is super refreshing. So I'm going 8.3. Love everything from Patch Hog. Yeah, I love that. So that's our beer of the week. Uh, as, as Jared said, um, Strong Island, as I like to say, uh, Island, but of course, Ralph, can you bleep that out? <laughs> so, <laughs> how do you count the population of Long Island before we go on? <laughs> what roll a quarter down a hill? Perfect, or there throw some is. pennies out. There it is. Jeez. A lot of bleeps. Let's get canceled before we yeah. go viral, baby. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so moving on to sports, the biggest thing going on right now is the NBA playoffs, and we have to talk about Devin Booker's injury. Dude, big pain, big injury, bro. Hear me out. Hear me out. So the entire time that I've been talking playoff basketball with a lot of people, like work, outside of work, my big thing has been, you know, like I'm a big LeBron fan, right? And you look at that core friend group, the Miami trip, you got Mello and CP3. They don't have rings. Dude, everybody's been looking for CP3 to get a ring. The big issue with CP3 is that every year he gets hurt in the playoffs, but he doesn't have that guy to finish. Now, unfortunately, it's the opposite script, right? For the first time, he's got that guy that can take over in Booker and carry to the end of the train, bro, and finish the deal, hop off at the last stop, and Booker gets hurt first. Like who, yeah, that's rough. Who saw a Booker hamstring injury before CP3? Especially because the Warriors were kind of putting their shit together, but it's kind of like the Suns and no one else coming out the West. I mean, they they still should be okay with the Pelicans in the first round. You know, Chris Paul, if everyone says uh, how good you know he truly is, he should be able to handle an eight-seed Pelican team in the first round without Devin Booker, but I guess we'll see. His path to a ring could be get by the Pelicans without Booker and let him rest. That CP3's career could come down to that being the ring determinant. That would be crazy, though. If he wins his first one, it's like he just takes over. Especially at like the age he's at, too. I know. You know I mean? he's it's kind of hard, prime. too, though, because Devin Booker got injured, and it's like, okay, when's Chris Paul going to get injured? Yeah. yeah. He's the J.J. Watt per Craig Arnell. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's rough. What do you, So... Right after he fist bumps a baby too, like how do you that fist cool. bump a baby that and then cool. tear your I hammy? Love, dude, that so was so fuck, and he was so gentle, fair. bro. Like this man's in the moment, bro. He's competing as the best athletes in the world at his sport, and he's just so like in. He's calm, bro. You can see, baby. dude. He's got that, bro. Everybody talks about the Kobe dynamic with him. Like, dude, he has it. Like it's there. You can see it in those big moments. He is calm, bro. That man is put together when it counts. He has confidence in his game, you know? You love to see it. Yeah, it's tough because I feel like with Chris Paul, it's either um, he's had the worst luck or he's just been getting injured and this just goes along with it. I mean, the second best player on the Suns gets injured during this run. That's tough. Who's second best? Devin Booker is definitely second best to Chris Paul. No shot. Oh, Chris Paul? No shot. Top five oh, point guard no of shot. all time? No shot. What? Bad take. 
Hot what? takes. No. Bleep it out, Ralph. No. Devin Booker, who's done no- who hasn't made the playoffs until Chris Paul got there? If yeah, you're judging on, on playoff what? career, sure. Stop. What? Chris Paul also has a way Dude. bigger sample size than Devin Booker, yeah. so I Dude, also I feel like it's not, way too early to be like, I'm not he's talking, better. I'm not talking career. I'm talking right now. If I'm going into the playoffs and you give me one or the other, I'm taking yeah, Booker over Paul. Yeah, I'd rather have Paul. Chris Paul. I'm taking Booker. Oh, my God. I guess we'll crazy. find out. I guess Yo, we'll find this, out. Who's this Eli guy, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus We're going to watch and learn. What can Chris Paul? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I got cold. I wanted to jump in the pool <laughs> of warm and hot takes from Eli. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I thought one of the funniest things I've ever seen was Kyrie just constantly flipping off the Boston crowd during that game. How goat. funny was that? Goat. That was hilarious. Dude, I love Kyrie more every day. I swear <laughs> to God. Move, the move he did where he was on the baseline and it was an inbound and he was getting the ball and he just puts his hands behind his head like he was <laughs> scratching his head and he just flips off the crowd. <laughs> hilarious. Bro, that Kyrie, shit is so funny. Dude, I love it though because, yo, look at Kyrie's transgressions, right? This man went from the Robin to LeBron and he wanted his own, you know, he wanted his own vibe. He wanted his own thing. And I get that. I, I made the hot take questionably to some people that he's got better handles than Iverson. He's got the best handles I've seen. Dude, you love, bro, him being a villain, you don't want that as the opposing fan base. You don't want Kyrie taking that villain role. He's the bad guy. Bro, if I'm Kyrie, I'm dropping 50 bands on what I did to the crowd and then dropping 50 on them the next yeah, night. I mean, he just bro. put 40 up in game one, and they lost on a buzzer beater, so that was tough. So we'll see tonight. I mean, they play on what? him, too, which uh, makes oh, it. Oh, they're playing right now. Let's see what the score is. Yeah, they start at 7 o'clock. Bro, oh, man, and Nets are up by 10 points, 24-14. The, the Celtics game are winner. salty that they drawed them. The they, game they winner were, was on Kyrie too. Like, one don't of the forget best that. Teams in the East, well, yeah, they, and then the Nets fucked. don't play defense, so that's no, yeah, <laughs> that's no, they that. don't. They outscore. I mean, Kyrie and, and KD were both just watching the play as it happened. Don't don't so. you guys think that a team in the Eastern Conference has to win the finals? Wait, real quick before we go, move on, I just like to say how Kyrie was a um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's the first to do it. He's an innovator, trailblazer. So, he's a trailblazer. trailblazer. So today. Tim Anderson, outfielder for the Chicago White Sox, flipped <laughs> off the crowd today. Let's get it. So, dude, I'm all behind it. It's I getting love out these, of control. I love these athletes just flipping the yeah, crowd Alec off. Bohm, when Bro, he the crowd threw, sucks. threw the ball yeah. away. He, and, and Citizens Bank Park, he's like, I hate this place. Dude, if I'm the ball in the crowd, away. if I'm in the bleacher creatures at Yankee Stadium and I get flipped off, I'm like, yo, no. No cap, I deserve it out here. Like, dude, we suck. So I think I think KD kind of summed it up perfectly. I think it's like, like it's cool, like. For example, the Boston crowd is cool with yelling at Kyrie and doing whatever they do, and they're cool with him like flipping them off. Like it's just like a, it's just like a give and take at this point. And honestly, KD, real quick, he went from one of the, I guess I don't know what you can call him. You know, he had his burner. He was doing his thing, but from when his burner got revealed, he became one of like the most in touch, like coolest athletes of all time. And he kind of summed up the Kyrie and Boston dynamic perfectly because he pretty much said like, you know, Boston used to love this guy, right? They used to cheer for him. They used to love him. So it's understandable why they would hate him, but it's also understandable of why Kyrie would act the way he would act. So it's like, you know, both sides. Like, I'm cool with both sides. I'm not I'm not trying to say like one side's wrong, one side's right. 
I'm cool with the fans booing him, saying, suck my dick, Kyrie, like, all that shit. Yeah, dude. But you can't be mad when Kyrie fucking flips she, you off. Like, and that's and the thing. Like, does bro, all it's these cr- things. I, and, like, I, I get it. I understand. Like, he's repping the brand. Like, technically, he's at work. But you hate to see, like, the fans be so unruly. And when, you know, the player responds just vaguely, he gets fine. Now, granted. It's no different than me going out and see a parking ticket after I go to the gym to be a productive human being, accidentally park, you know, in the Thursday parking, and Bethlehem Parking Authority feels the need to absolutely exploit me as a human being. Don't get me wrong. The fine is, like, relative to that. But it's like, bro, if you're going to let the fans talk this crazy, you have to let the players respond to it. Like, Devin Booker, when he casually was, like, yelling at the dudes on the sideline, like, Bro, if they're wilding out, how are you about to let the player be like, nah, man, you just got to sit there and eat it. Yeah, no, no shot. You should. And you shouldn't I'm respond. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jared, so what were you going to say? No, you're all right. I, I actually would like to add, I don't. you shouldn't respond. Any flip athlete, no, like if you're a good competitor, yeah, I don't off. think you I don't respond. Them. <laughs> I just Every don't think. Every last one of them. Tell them Even the if pour. it's fun or if it's a joke, like, or if you're legitimately like not even hurt by the comments that people make, like, yeah, listen, if someone says any, like, think something that's like racist or like fucked up against your family or makes a threat on you, like, just tell security and have them kick them out of the game. That's totally yeah, but I acceptable. think it's fair if you tell but someone to suck your of, dick, he could turn around and flip you all off. Right, yeah, but like if someone yeah. just I think like, that's very fair. It's definitely a fair trade in humanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah no but you fists. shouldn't be like. But I feel like both parties. You are shouldn't cool be with hearing it. that in my in my humble opinion. Like you shouldn't be hearing. What that. saying someone to suck your dick? Look, just like anything a fan says to you, like you should be thinking about what your next play is, like what yeah, you're about to do. You got, you're a human like being with ears, dude. Yeah, but also yeah. you shouldn't be like a man. You're not some robot. Yeah, bro. but don't act emotionally to the fans because like, I don't just care like, who don't. you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you're making. If every single day of your life you go out, bro, think about us. We live in corporate. There's days where I go in and I know I am under par when it comes to my tolerance. I have a short switch. If somebody says something to me, I want to say something back. Bro, there's no reason. I don't care how much they make. Dude, they need to be able to respond, bro. They're human beings. Like, you're getting yelled at every day in the worst way possible. You never see, you never saw Jeter do anything like that. Okay. So, <laughs> shout, all right, shout out example. Jeter then. Just example. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're first, not all Derek Jeter, bro. Well, that's my, bro, my whole you think point. Is Derek is Jeter never talked shit to a fucking crowd? There was just no smartphones. Yeah, probably, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, you don't see Judge do it. Okay, like, he's boomer. pretty goat. Yeah, okay, I don't know. Boomer. Speaking of I just Derek don't think Jeter you and Judge, you don't respond. Just our win, s- our second one of the year. Here we go. First inning, yes, no to the runs. It's been a crazy start. So let's go with the AL East. They are twenty-seven, yes, thirty to the no. The Yankees four and five, Red Sox five and five, Blue Jays seven and four, Rays four and eight, O's three and eight. Wow, might want to be betting O's on the no. Eight right there, three to the S. Yes. The Central in the American League, twenty-seven and twenty-one. A little bit more, a uh, little bit more mild there on the on the nose. But White Sox six and three, Twins six and five, Guardians four and five, Tigers seven and three. AL West thirty-five and twenty-one. Now we're talking Mariners seven and three, Angels six and six, Astros five and six, Rangers eight and two. Make sure you're getting your Rangers yes to the run bets in. They're eight and two. A's nine and four. There's another team. The ALS is the team to bet on the yes right now. Connor Rhymes. A's nine and four. NL East moving to the National League thirty three and twenty eight. The Phillies are seven and five. Mets five and seven. Braves nine and five. Marlins five and five. Nationals seven and six. 
NL Central, 28 and 7. Cards, 6 and 3. Brewers, 7 and 5. Cubs, 5 and 6. Pirates, 6 and 5. Reds, 4 and 8. NL West, 25 and 32. Dodgers, 5 and 6. Padres, 7 and 6. Diamondbacks, 3 and 8. Giants, 4 and 7. Rockies, 6 and 5. There you have it. Boom. Love that. That was definitely under a minute. Thank you, Jen, yeah. so much. Was, they're hitting me as I'm doing this. You're going too fast. Physical <laughs> assault. What's up? I, no, I've no, had a couple w- beers. I can't talk that fast. I need to breathe. Yeah. Some comments like seem to be made. Breathe. That <laughs> was definitely under. I mean, I mean this my... is, it's all going on around me with the hands, and I'm getting tapped. It gets I'm like, it's, hands, it's, it's the MLB Minute. How the can minutes? we have it called the MLB Minute? Hey, that was under a it minute. It was impressive, on my though. Watch. You were rattling off some. You didn't even stumble. It was pretty impressive. So maybe we should turn into so, the minute in like 30 seconds. I'm like the MLB guy, 30 minutes. I'm like the MLB minute point five. Wait, I could do that. MLB minute point five. Yeah, I like that. So I'm like the guy at um, the college pro day that. You're at your school for your pro day, and you do the 40 time, and you obviously hook the boys up. That's how my watch was there. So it was definitely under a minute on my end. appreciate that, Frank. He's a guy. Especially when I run. Yeah, so. Big slow. Yeah, yeah, love that, love that. So I got to talk about Jordan Spieth really quickly. I, I promise I'll be quick. But the way he won this tournament this last weekend in Hilton Head, South Carolina, the RBC Heritage, the way he won it, he won with no putter. His strokes gained putting was one of the worst among the field. Missing putts from like a foot coming out Sunday and going eagle eagle on the front nine to hitting a beautiful shot out the bunker to six inches to win the playoff. I mean, the guy's a nut. He's crazy. He is certifiably crazy. Again, he just won this tournament without a putter. I had to touch on it real quick. He's amazing. We love Jordan Spieth here. And how about him signing all the autographs? Why so he's waiting to go in the clubhouse. He you tells saw the that kids, clip? Yeah, hey, that wait, was... I'll be back. He comes back in the jacket, hooks all the kids up. Always appreciate somebody like that that has time for the next generation to grow the game. Jordan Spieth, you're a legend. Patrick Cantley, we've all been there. Tough <laughs> miss on the 18th, dude. Tough one. Yeah. Now we're a big Jordan Spieth podcast here. Uh, last thing, Debo, unexpected. I mean, it was expected because of the events leading up to it, but I feel like, excuse me, when the season ended, actually, fuck that. Don't excuse me. I don't want your excuse. Yeah. When the when the season ended, I did not see Debo requesting a trade. I mean, that that's just like kind of crazy. Like, where is he Yo, gonna go? Christian Kirk, bro. It's Christian Kirk. Look at Christian Kirk's salary. This man is making so much money, and you got to remember, bro, Debo has literally been abused by the 49ers as a running back. Like it think of it all right, think of Best it from, weapon in the NFL. Think of it as a corporate I person, right? If you have a job, right? A, like letter A and letter B is a secondary job you do and 30% of your additional time you're doing letter B job, you're not getting paid for it and not to mention that secondary job you're doing is one of the biggest burnout positions no, it's the biggest burnout position in the NFL. The NFL stands for what? Not for long, right? And if you're a running back, then that is the thesis to your paper. So if you're, dude, if you're Debo and you look at what Christian Kirk got, you go somewhere and it goes, look, I'm not, I'm not running out of the backfield. I'm not taking these hits, 100, 200 hits a season. I'm going somewhere that's going to pay me, pay me. I'm Christian Kirk times five. And he's making what, 72 mil, something like that. I'm Christian Kirk times five. Pay me, I'm only wide receiver, and it's over. Bro, save your body. He's being smart. I like the move. I really do. 
Yeah, I think he can get some for the market too. I mean, after yeah, the season yeah. he just had, yeah. Christian well, Kirk just paid the next five generations of his family. Who doesn't want or need Debo Samuel right now? That's the real question. Everyone and their mom wants Debo Samuel, especially the moms. Especially the moms. I mean, I would love if he came to Baltimore. I think he would fit in really nice with the type of offense they run there. Especially, so, yeah, give him the Washington. We no, good. no, no. Don't let Carson yeah, you don't Wentz waste that Super talent. Bowl. See, my thing is, like, he has to be traded. Like, he's under contract. So what is he going to be traded to, the Eagles? Yeah, don't make the same mistake as the Packers made. And Do you then, really like, want to go from I mean? the 49ers to the Eagles where – he was all pro with the 49ers because of the scheme that Kyle Shanahan put him in. You do have a great coach there. That's I another mean, factor. You do have a great coach. Dude, but how, how do you, you, maybe he knows something that's going to happen from talks with the teammate and free agency that he doesn't like, and that's why he wants to leave, and that hasn't really been disclosed yet via media. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, regardless, it was very shocking that he offered a trade. But, you know, we're going to end with where we always do, Fox of the Week. I hope Ralph, you know— I mean, it blows my mind that you don't listen to the ending. At least go to the ending of the episode. No, I do, but I'm just my fear is every new it. episode that one day you don't put it in. I That's my thing. You, is the new one. Unless he's all I over. Dude, he's a pro. Come on. I, I know. I know. Very tough for me to forget something when when there's a pause for four seconds. I either have to eliminate <laughs> the space or there needs to be a sound in there. Yo, and, this guy's so editing, and you'll hear it. It goes okay. Per- <laughs> Jesus, okay. Jesus rose on the third day. Ralph put the beep beep in on Friday. There it is. Oh, there we go. So he was the reason he oh, rose. Oh, no, don't do that. that. that My I mom know, listens eh. to this, and she's going to have me praying now. And <laughs> Son of a gun. I'm sorry. All Lord. right, perfect. We'll do it one more time. Right there. Okay, so locks of the week. Nikki Q is not here, but he is 6-6. Six and six. He's staying with that record for the next uh, week. I'm on a bit of a losing streak right here. Lost two straight. I'm 9-7-1 and one now. I already tweeted this out. But I'm rolling with the Raptors. First half tonight, minus a half point. So just the first half, just tonight, minus a half point. That's my lock. All right. So I almost bet the Bucks the other night before the book injury. And I there's part of me wish I did. But I'm going to ride them tonight. They're coming in minus 10. I'm going to put it on socials. But minus 10 against the Bulls. I mean, dude, just they can't keep up, dude. I love Caruso, but... Being a Laker fan, I'm still taking the Bucks minus 10. And even going forward, I don't know who's going to stop Giannis in this, especially if the Suns don't have Book to rely on. Dude, Giannis is going to be a monster, so keep that in the back of your mind. I, I'm I'm the laughing stock. Giannis is the freak. I'm the laughing stock. 7-10. and 10. If it wasn't for the four winners I had in the Super Bowl, it would be a dreadful start to the year. Um Dustin Johnson in his home state misses the cut at RBC, which is his sponsor. Never saw that coming. I don't know. Uh, what are you going to do? Just keep firing away. Um, Heat minus 125 this Friday on April 22nd. It's a lock. Send it. I'm going to get back on the winning side because I know Miami Heat are absolutely going to take the series from the Atlanta Hawks, and it's going to start with a, a W on Friday. Yeah, so... Uh as we said, like Nick isn't here, right? And he always jumps in. This is where you hear Nick's uh, sexy voice, but he's not here today. So you know we're gonna we're gonna hop in a little different. I'm gonna give a little Straw Buddies shout out. You know, what I mean, shout out to Straw Buddies. Shout out, shout out the NFT world. You know, we're copping, we're buying a lot right now, and we're we're seeing what happens. E2 is coming this summer. And if you don't know what that means, I recommend you hop on your little Google machine and you figure it out. 
proof of stake, proof of work, figure it out, right? I'm throwing out keywords, straw buddies, hop in, get involved, get berry list. You can get a guaranteed sale. You could sell that sale. It doesn't even matter. You can do whatever you want, anything you want, anything you want. But at the end of the day, what you do is you go to www.lunchbeerspodcast.com and you check us out, right? You check us out. You'll identify with us. We do what you do. Did you see the post on TikTok recently? Nikki Q's been keeping up with the Lunch TikTok, beers? man. Check it out. Yeah. Absolutely, bro. I go, I share, I like, I comment. I'm not on TikTok, but... He's too old for that. I, I do kind of uh dirty secret here go on the lunch beers tiktok every uh-huh. now and then and scroll he not does a good lie. job I, i'm not a fan of tiktok <laughs> nikki q does it i'm he does I, nikki nikki give him prop on it he does a good nah. job he brands it well he cuts jared unfortunately you're the topic of conversation <laughs> I love every video starts with jared sitting there i love it and it's always some asinine request i might need to make a lifestyle change i'm gonna give nikki q his props right here right i love nick that's my brother i will die for nick but at the end of the day, I love making fun of Nick, too, and it's a good time. But that man knows how to make a brand. Yeah. Period. He loves it. www.lunchbeerspod.com. Lunchbeerspodcast.com. Check us out on all socials, guys. Thank you so much for another successful week. See love you, you next guys. Week.